Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like Rezzed TV. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. For instance, I do a sketch every month and the first is coming up and I drop the sketches shortly after the first and I've got a really sketch that I'm very, very pleased with. It's, uh, you know, it's probably the best one that I've done yet and it has to do with Star Wars. So that's all I'll say. If you want to check out that sketch, make sure that you become a patron and then you can check that out. Episode 113 of Switchcraft is also brought to you by the Podnuts Tech Podcast Network for normal tech fans by normal tech fans. They've got a lot of shows over there. I'm not going to list all of them, but I will talk about one show today, and that is the mini PC show. If you're watching the video version of this right now, you can look behind me and you can see my arcade cabinet back there, a 1980 uh, Atari Asteroids Deluxe arcade cabinet. I bought that for 60 bucks off uh, somebody that I happen to know that that had a lot of arcade cabinets, and they got me this one. Uh, I yanked all of the guts out of it because it was fried. I I mounted the arcade board on my wall over there. It's framed and looks awesome. Um, and then I threw a computer monitor in there and built myself a Raspberry Pi. And if you're if if all of that sounds daunting to you. Make sure you check out the mini PC show hosted by Brian, Flying Rich, Daniel, and Dor. They talk about all shapes and sizes of mini computers from Raspberry Pis to O-Droids, shuttle computers, Arduinos, etc. So make sure you check out the mini PC show at podnuts.com. That's P-O-D-N-U-T-Z dot com. Special thanks to them for sponsoring episode 113. Okie dokie. Switchcraft is recorded live three times a week at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and on Saturdays at whatever time the universe allows. Tune in at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp like these awesome people did. We've got Kodiak Moonwolf, Vaxer is here, Fisto uh, scrolling up. Oh, those are the only chatters we've got today, but that's okay. It's a Saturday, and people are probably hanging out with their families, but I can see that there's some lurkers here as well and aren't, that are not saying anything, but that's okay. I appreciate all of you guys anyway. Thank you for coming. We've got a review. Uh, actually, we've got a couple reviews. Um, I'm going to do the first one. Uh, the, the first one is from Milo199990, and they gave this, the show one star. They said, love the show. But I can't stand when he says sports ball. No respect for sports and their fans, whether they're gamers or not. We don't say game video or Nintendo switcheroo. We'll change the review if he does. Okay, so I've spoken about this before, but I just want to make sure that I clear this up. And I've had a couple people uh, ask me not to say sports ball. It's just something that's in my vernacular. I don't do it to poke fun at anybody other than me. 
I don't say sports ball because I have no respect for sports or their fans. It's really more along the lines of self-deprecation. I say it because I'm, well, when I started saying it, I was kind of poking fun at the fact that I'm showing that I have little to no background knowledge on the subject matter. And if you're looking for any insight on on that, on sports as a topic, you're better off looking somewhere else. And so that's really why I started saying sports ball. I had heard somebody say it and I was like, oh yeah, that's totally me. You know, to me, they're all kind of, kind of the same. That being said, I totally get that you don't like it, Milo. And don't take this the wrong way, but that's just who I am. Sports ball has just been in my vocabulary for a really long time. And when I say it, I'm making fun of myself for not understanding the nuances of a particular sport, not because I don't respect the time or dedication that go into being an athlete or developing the skills to be good at games based on any particular sport. Um, so now that I've said that, if you want to leave your review as is, I'm going to continue to say sports ball because that's just <laughs> that's just part of my vocabulary. Um, and if you don't want to listen to the show because of that, I'm sorry, but that's just the way it's going to have to be. Um, Doggly Woggly, <laughs> that's a funny name, uh, gave five stars. Uh, they said, for Nintendo-related news, uh, Run Jump Stomp does a great job. I like the Switch, and he does too, so naturally we kind of we like similar content. And RJS, that's me, conveys that content brilliantly. My only problem so far is I really like Fire Emblem Heroes, and RJS doesn't. Um, it's not that I don't like Fire Emblem Heroes. I can't stand playing games on my phone. And I'm going to talk more about that later this episode. Um, Dog goes on to say, I haven't spent a dime and I have a hundred plus hours of joy from that game. That's not about to stop. Anyway, keep up the good work and I'll be listening. Well, thank you very much to Milo and Doggly Woggly for reviewing the show. I appreciate it. Hopefully, Milo, I, I've um, addressed your issues with the show. And um, if you want to help out the show, make sure that you leave a review on whatever uh, podcast app that you use, although most people use uh, Apple Podcasts. If you are looking to email me on the show, uh, runjumpstomp at gmail.com. You can also tweet at me at runjumpstomp on Twitter, and uh, you can call and leave a voicemail at 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. You can join our Discord where we have all kinds of awesome discussions. Yesterday was a particularly good day to be in the Discord because people kept dropping uh, Black Friday deals in the uh, deals and referrals program, so... Uh, make sure you head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash discord and join us there. According to Business Insider, the Nintendo Switch was one of the most popular items on Black Friday. Uh, retailers had lots of game consoles in stock and they were not discounted. And it was still one of the best selling items at Black Friday sales over the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, that's pretty huge. And, uh, you know, there were a lot of people that were talking about the sales coming up for Black Friday. And oh, actually, hold on, hold the phone. For those of you that are outside the U.S., Black Friday is a day of ridiculous where um, retailers will deeply discount certain items in order to get people to come into the stores and uh, buy a bunch of stuff for Christmas. Well, a lot of people had been talking about the Black Friday deals because they always get leaked ahead of time what's going to be on sale. And, you know, we kept seeing that the Switch was not discounted. 
And a lot of people were like, how come Nintendo isn't discounting the Switch? Well, it's not up to Nintendo to discount the Switch one way or the other. It's the retailers that that decide on the price. Nintendo has an MSRP or manufactured suggested retail price of $299.99. And if the retailers want to lower the price in order to drum up demand or to drum up foot traffic, then that's on them to do that. Now, a lot of people were wondering how come the Nintendo Switch is not getting a discount for Black Friday. Well, it's because it doesn't need to. That's really what's going on here. The Nintendo Switch doesn't need a discount. Um, You know, enough people want it. And basically, (laughs) all the retailers had to do was advertise that they hadn't had the console on the shelves. And people would show up there to buy it, discount or not. Um, Target called the Switch one of its best-selling items in its sales on Thanksgiving Day, right alongside the Xbox One, which had a $50 discount. Um, Data from Adobe Analytics showed that the Switch was the top console on Black Friday, along with the Xbox One X. So the Switch is selling really, really well, even if it's not on sale. And I will say this, just before I move on, is that Target was, was bragging about how many Switches they sold on Thanksgiving Day. Stop being open on Thanksgiving. Your your employees deserve to be able to go home with their families. That's nonsense. Uh, Fisto in chat says, the deal, the deal was that the Switch was in stock everywhere in mounds. Well, that's true. Um, it's true. It was in stock. And Nintendo, you know, I think that they've done a smart thing here. They did their soft launch back in March, and now is when the real the, the real numbers are going to come in. Uh, all of the Nintendo fans, that like the super fans like you and like me, we went out and bought the Switch uh, because we buy every Nintendo console. At least I do. I mean, I had the, well, almost every Nintendo console. I've had every Nintendo console except for the Virtual Boy at one point or another. And, you know, those people like me, who always buy the Nintendo console, they're going to buy no matter what. And, you know, if you look at the day one sales for the Wii U, it destroyed. It just did so well on that first day. This The Wii U, not the Switch. The Wii U had really, really good day one sales. And that's because the Nintendo fans, they went out and bought it anyway, no matter what. They always buy it. So even though Nintendo Switch had a really, really good launch, it didn't mean that the Switch was going to do very well. However, this holiday season seems like Nintendo has built up a lot of street cred. Um, you know, my son is a nine-year-old, and his friends are all talking about the Switch. None of his friends have it. He's the only one that has one. And his friends are always talking about that they want the new Zelda game and they want the new Mario game. And, you know, I'm a teacher and my students are talking about the Nintendo Switch. Like when one of my students asked me what video game systems I had, because um, I I mentioned that I liked video games and I said, well, I I have a PS4 and I have a Switch and they completely, they didn't even bat an eyelash at the PS4. They's like, you've got a Switch? Oh, do you like it? And, you know, it came up with 58 questions after that. And I had to say, well, we'll talk about that some other time because we got work to do. Well, the 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 Nintendo Switch, it, it's the marketing team behind it is doing very, very well. And that's why the Nintendo Switch did so well on Black Friday. I think that 
if it's available, a lot of people are going to be buying the Switch this holiday season. You're going to see a lot of Mario bundles going out. Um, you're going to see a lot of, I, I think that we'll probably end up seeing a Zelda bundle by the end of the year. Um, just because Nintendo knows that um, if they can bundle a game uh, with it, then they can probably get a, a couple extra bucks by by bumping that that price up and just having it pre-installed on the system, you know. Anyway, uh, it's good that Nintendo Switch is a hot item on uh, Black Friday, and it's also pretty good that Business Insider is talking about Nintendo uh, as well instead of just us nerds. <laughs> so anyway, uh, here's here's to Nintendo keeping up their momentum and not dropping the ball uh, this uh, from here on forward. Well, a couple episodes ago, I said that I think that we're going to be getting a new Nintendo Direct by the end of the year, Uh, probably one that will talk about what's in store for quarter one, 2018. Um, So this is from Go Nintendo, and they said, some people say that when an empty slot is added to the official Nintendo corporate page for Nintendo Directs, it means a new one is on the way soon. That makes sense. Well, it looks like a new blank Nintendo, uh, I'm sorry, Nintendo Direct slot has been added to Nintendo corporate page. So looks like we are looking at a Nintendo Direct coming up, coming soon. Um, my guess is it's going to be probably the week of Christmas or the week before Christmas. And they'll talk about probably Xenoblade 2 a little bit, not too much because they've covered that pretty well. Um, they'll probably talk about how well the Switch did this year, and then they'll show off some games that we're going to get next year. We'll probably see some of that Yoshi game that they've showed us and some of the Kirby game as well. Although to me, those guys are definitely B-listers or or C-listers at best, uh, B-listers at best, maybe C-listers. Um, I don't get super excited for Yoshi games. I, I know that there's, or Kirby games, I know there's a market for it, but for me, it's just not super fun. Um, that being said, I think that they'll talk about that. They'll probably talk about um, the Zelda DLC that will get probably on the last day, maybe December 31st, the Z- Zelda DLC will come out because they still haven't told us when it's coming. Uh, they'll show off what it is, and then we'll get some information about maybe some new IPs that we don't know anything about, or maybe some stuff that we're hoping for. Like, I, I don't think that they'll announce Smash, because I feel like Smash is something that you want to announce at E3. So I think that they're going to save that for E3. If there's a Smash game coming, uh, then they'll announce it at E3, and it'll probably be available two months after that, or maybe three months after that. But I think everything that we hear about on the upcoming Nintendo Direct, the rumored upcoming Nintendo Direct, is going to be on uh, the first three months of, of uh, 2018. Um, in chat, Fisto says, hopefully we get a look at Animal Crossing Pocket Camp content connectivity for a Switch game. You know, I've been thinking about this because my son's been playing it. I haven't really touched Pocket Camp, and I'll talk about why in a little bit. But um, my son's been playing it. And he seems really happy with it. And from the Nintendo Direct that that they showed off that game, it felt like it was pretty full-featured. So part of me says, 
do they even need to make uh, an Animal Crossing for the Switch? And I know a lot of people are like, whoa, don't talk crazy, Bill. I'm just saying if the game is good enough, maybe they don't need to make it for the Switch because then they're going to be splitting their player base. That You know, there's going to be enough people who look at their phone and they're like, this is good enough for me. You know, I can sit here and 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 play on my phone, no problem. And there's also the people who are happy with playing on their phone, they don't need to buy it again because it's a full-featured Animal Crossing game. It really does feel like it from what I've seen, and my son seems to think so too. Now, again, well, I just took a screenshot by accident. Um, I, you know, Animal Crossing, I had a lot of fun playing New Leaf. I can't get into, I guess I'm going to talk about it now. I can't get into Animal Crossing hardly at all uh, on my phone. And I think the main reason is because I can't stand playing uh, without buttons. I just can't stand playing without buttons. I don't like uh, touchscreen games. My hand is in the way of whatever's happening on the screen. Uh, and it's just not fun to me. My son's solution was, well, dad, just play it on your iPad. Uh, that way your thumb isn't covering up as much of the screen. And that's true. That makes sense. I guess I just don't care. I, I would very much prefer to play it on the Switch. But my fear is that we won't get an Animal Crossing on the Switch because of this mobile version of it. If it can do everything that an Animal Crossing game can do, and Nintendo can continually update it in the background to add the new stuff, like the new seasons and stuff. Oh, here comes Christmas time. Take your trailer to Santa's whatever, because, you know, it's, it's all about being able to go places on this one. Um, T.F. Wagner says it's really nice on the iPad. I'm sure that it is. I just want to play it with a controller. That's just me, though. I just want to play it with a controller. And, you know, if they are successful enough with Animal Crossing on the phone. I mean, honestly, it is really the perfect mobile game, Animal Crossing. I mean, it's a game where time matters, where it matters what time of day it is. And it's much easier to play a game like this when you always have your device with you. So that's why I think that it's found its platform. Its platform is your phone because your phone is always in your pocket. You know, I... I know that the switch is a portable system and I think of it as a portable system first that docks and lets you play a portable system on your TV. I don't feel like that's the right place for animal crossing. I feel like the right place for animal crossing is on your phone. It's just unfortunate that I don't like to play games on my phone because my hand is covering up part of the screen and I just don't like that. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm curious. I want you guys to write the show. If, 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 um, if you would be satisfied with just having Animal Crossing on your phone and not having it on the iPad at all. For me, I'm not satisfied with that, but I think enough people would be that Nintendo would probably, like, they could probably justify it to their investors to say, we're not going to put an Animal Crossing on the Switch because the one on the uh, on iOS and Android is making us a ton of money. Uh, anyway, let me know what you guys think. You know what? There's one more thing to think about is, you know, I know that Animal Crossing on the iOS and Android has a lot of microtransactions, but they're microtransactions that are just like make things happen faster. Um, how bad is that? For those of you that played it, how bad is the microtransactions to make 
the game just move a little bit faster because it's not loot boxes and it's doesn't seem like they're like here buy this couch uh it just seems like you can just make the game go faster by spending money and that's the kind of microtransaction that doesn't bother me at all especially because i'm getting to play a free game but i'm curious as to how bad you guys think it is one thing that makes me really wish that the system or the game was on the Switch is because they would take out all of the microtransactions and the game wouldn't be designed around that monetization model. I, I know that my son's very happy with Animal Crossing and a lot of other people are and they haven't spent a dime on it. You know, just like uh, the person who, re- who reviewed the show and uh, said that they haven't put any money into Fire Emblem. You know, you can play these games without spending any money at all and you can have fun doing so. But you can't get around the fact that the game was, in fact, designed with this monetization model in mind. So would the Animal Crossing game be a better game if microtransactions were out of the picture? I guess that's the question I'm asking. Anyway, you guys write in and let me know, and um, we'll see what you think. Since the last time I recorded, I've been playing a little bit of Mantis Burn Racing. I've received a review code for that, so I am working on writing a review for it, and I'll make sure that I include that in a future episode, but I haven't played enough of it to really say much about it other than what the game is. It's a top-down racing game where you have to drift around hairpin turns. That's basically it in a nutshell. Uh, Think of those old arcade games where you would have the four steering wheels and you would have to drive around the the course uh you know over dirt dirt mounds and stuff that kind of game um something else that 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 i've been playing is neverwinter on the ps4 with my son and i know it's a nintendo show so why am i talking about this well it's really my first experience with playing um on a console using the built-in voice And my son and I, he was downstairs, I was up here, and I was, you know, playing my character, and he's playing his. And we were just having so much fun, and it was just plug-and-play, super easy, you know, no third device, no no extra anything. It was just, you plug in your headphones to the controller, and it just worked. Um, And Nintendo has their ridiculous rigmarole, where you've got to have a wire that goes from your from your switch into your phone and then your phone into your headphones or not even from the switch to the phone. It's like, I want to play a game and be able to talk to somebody without dealing with the spaghetti of the wires everywhere. When I sat down to play Neverwinter with my son on the PS4 and we were using the built-in voice and we just did party chat. So like, uh, we just joined a party and we were talking to each other and I was playing Final Fantasy 15 and he was playing Neverwinter and he was like, we're just having a conversation and he's and he said, "Hey dad, you want to play Neverwinter with me? We can both make brand new characters." And I was like, "All right, sure." So, you know, I stopped what I was doing. We didn't lose connection. Um I started up Neverwinter. We were still having our conversation. We talked about what characters we were going to make. He made a a classic sword and board fighter. I made a warlock and um you know, we went through the tutorial separately and then we finished the tutorial and uh then we started you know, doing the quests together and it was just seamless and it worked really well. And Nintendo just needs to get their act together when it comes to voice. They really do. Um, 
I really think Splatoon is as as fantastic as Splatoon Two has done. I think it would do a thousand times better if it had the built-in voice that we all want. If Nintendo had the built-in friend system and the party system like Xbox Live, like PS4, you know these Xbox Live started on the Xbox on the original the OG. Xbox with the Duke controller, that giant thing with the black and white buttons. And it worked fine on there. It can work on a Switch. And Nintendo really has no excuse. In fact, this is gonna this is gonna curl some of your toes. Um Nintendo has VoIP on Splatoon 2. It's built in and it's set up so that you can do that over LAN. So if you are playing over LAN, you can use VoIP. It will work. And, you know, people have posted about this on, on like the Nintendo subreddit and stuff like that. So that works. And that's so that Nintendo can have their, you know, they can have a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They can have a tournament uh, where they're all connected via LAN and the players can talk to each other with the headphones like you do in esports stuff. But why is it locked behind that? Why isn't it so that everyone can do that all the time? It's just crazy. Um, Fisto said that Nintendo Direct might give us some info on Nintendo's online service voice chat capability. That is definitely true, Fisto. I hadn't really thought about that. And he's referring to the Nintendo Direct I talked about a little bit ago. Um, yeah, we're probably going to find out more information about the 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 online service that we're going to start paying for in 2018. Uh, that would be good information to have. It's been so long since the thing came out. Like... Right up until the launch of the Switch, I was just like, I kept saying, they're going to, they can't launch it without talking about this stuff. And then they did. Why can't you guys tell us what's going on with this? And they just kept saying, well, we'll talk about it later. And so finally, I was like, all right, well, when when Splatoon 2 comes out, they're going to talk about this. They're going to talk about it then. And then they didn't. And everybody was still happy with Splatoon 2. Okay, that's fine. And it's just been so long, I'd forgotten that they have not told us about this online thing very much yet, except that we're going to accept the price, which is super cheap, $20 a year. You can't complain about the price at all. Uh, at least I can't complain about the price. It's it That's that's definitely feasible. Um, and that you get some classic games with it, and it allows you to play online. But that's so little information. That's very, very little information. Uh, TF Wagner in chat says, I would like Bluetooth headphones before voice okay that's fair enough um right now the the switch does not support bluetooth headphones and he just wants them to have bluetooth headphones i get you man you don't want wires and i am i'm with you i don't want wires this should be a wireless world um tf wagner says that should be a bigger deal for a portable console yeah because you don't want to have to have a wire going from uh the top of the switch to your ears and honestly I feel like the wire placement for the headphone jack on the Switch is in a very, very bad place. Uh, I definitely agree with that. And Bluetooth headphones would be better. Um, I, But just so you know, there is, you know, we're talking about this ridiculousness with the voice chat. Um, Steel series, which makes headphones, if you're watching the video like this, these are my headphones. These are Arctis 7s. They are making a pair of Arctis 3s. I requested a review pair. They did not get back to me. Sorry. Um, they they are making a pair of Arctis 3s that will let you connect to Bluetooth via your phone and wire 
via your switch at the same time. So you have one wire and then your phone has Bluetooth going into these headphones. Um, I'm not sure how much they are, uh, but they're not going to be cheap because these are really nice headphones, by the way. Um, I think that that's an okay solution to a problem that was created by Nintendo for no good reason. All right. I've complained about that enough. Let's, um, let's hit one last thing before we get to the lightning round. And that is, I was looking for stories to talk about today on the switch. I went, I, you know, I go to a lot of different places to try and find stories. And one of those places is Twitter. And I checked the hashtag Nintendo switch and I'm scrolling and scrolling, scrolling. And I see tons of arms footage, like the little 30 second clips, uh, I see clips from Mario Odyssey. I see clips from, uh, oh shoot, what the uh, uh, Splatoon Two, and it just goes to show you that people really like to share those thirty-second clips. And I feel like it. Third-party uh, developers really need to focus on updating their games to use this video share to uh, because it's going to help promote their games. Because when I went looking for the Nintendo Switch, I you know I kept seeing all of these cool clips, and if I'm scrolling through and I see a game like it's a cool clip of a game, especially from a, a smaller developer, and I'm like, oh man, what is that game? I've never seen that before. It really catches your eye, especially when you're on Twitter, uh, because they automatically are animating as you're scrolling by, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna stop and watch this little little clip real quick and see what happens. Uh, I stopped more than once looking at the 30 second clips of the Nintendo games and I definitely want to see more developers embrace this. Uh, this is an important thing for them, not because it's, it, it's not an important thing to me um, because usually I record it and then I never send it out. I always forget to send it, but I think it's important for the developers to have this because it's like free advertising. It really is. Uh, something cool happens in your game and then you record it and send it out. That's awesome because then some other schmo scrolls by and they see this cool moment and they're like, what game is that? And it automatically, if, if, if they did it right, if the developer does it right, it'll automatically put the hashtag uh, of their game in it. So then people can click on that hashtag and find out what is that game about? That's what it happened. That's what happens when you share screenshots and video from uh, breath of the wild or Mario Odyssey, like it says, Nintendo Switch hashtag, and then probably Super Mario Odyssey hashtag or something like that. Um, I think this is something that third-party developers really need to hurry up and get that uh, to happen. Um, let's see, PS4 in-game says, I'm using, I am using Sony PS4 wireless headset, just its headphones with a USB dongle works fine. Right, he's using it with a USB dongle though, TF Wagner. So that means he's plugged in. That's the same thing as these headphones. I mean, they're they're not the same headphones, but they're the same thing as this as the style of headphones for the audio listeners. I'm holding up my Arctis Sevens. It's the same kind of thing. Um, this is basically a USB pair of headphones that just has a wireless option, and um, he's plugged that into his switch and while it works fine and there won't be lag at all, really TF Wagner. I never noticed lag with this. Um, in portable mode, you're, you'd still have to have a dongle hanging from the USB C port on the back of your switch. So, or the bottom of your switch anyway. Uh, anyway, let's uh, hit that lightning round.
in the lightning round, I try not to say nearly as much about each story. So I'm going to go quick on these last three things. Uh, Yoshi P, who is the uh, head, chief head designer and developer behind Final Fantasy XIV, which is an MMO which is available on PC and PS4. Uh, he really wants to put another version out there. He wants to put a Switch version out there. He wants to put an Xbox One version out there. It's also available on the PS3, although I think they deprecated that. They're no longer supporting it. Um, he was interviewed by um, Eurogamer, and he said, I would like to open up Final Fantasy XIV to as many platforms as possible. We want to include as many players as possible, not just Switch, even Xbox. If it's interested in this, we'd like to open it up. We'd like to have it on as much hardware as possible. Even though the hardware might be different, they will be playing in the same world. It has to have cross-server function. That's something that's at the core of Final Fantasy XIV, so we would keep, we want to keep that as a policy. So what he's basically saying there is what he's told us before. If Final Fantasy XIV ever comes to the Switch, it's going to be cross-platform. And if it can't be cross-platform, they won't do it. Now, I don't think Nintendo would get in the way of that, but I wonder if Sony would. Uh, Sony right now allows cross-platform with PC, and they do that with uh, Psyonix's um, Rocket League as well. You know, you play Rocket League on the PS4, you can play with people on the PC. But when Rocket League came over to the Switch and the Xbox, they don't mix with Sony. Sony says, no, we're not going to mix with them. When Minecraft was announced that it would have cross-server functionality uh, between the Switch, the Xbox One, and the PC, and the iPad, for crying out loud, Sony stood out and said, nope, we're not going to mix with uh, with those people. We want to make sure that we protect our player base. <laughs> yeah, because Nintendo uh, fans are the people you need to protect your player base from. Um, so... If Final Fantasy does come to the Switch, it's only going to be if Sony allows it, I think. And if Sony won't let uh, Square uh, do cross-platform, then I don't think that you're going to see it. Uh, Yoshi P went on to say, We have no intention to divide the servers per platform. We're working with one big community. I'm interested in other platforms, of course. I hope the first parties change their policies or mindsets. I'm an MMORPG gamer. I love to play with many people globally, and we've been talking to those platforms about getting it on their hardware. Positive discussion is ongoing. It's not as if we're not doing anything. We are actually talking to them, and the platform holders are showing their attitude in a more positive way. Well, I'm sure, I, I honestly don't think for a second that, that Microsoft or Nintendo are getting in the way here. It really feels like Sony, uh, because what he says here, uh, he says the platform holders are showing their attitude in a more positive way. Uh, he also said earlier, I hope the first parties change their policies or mindset. My guess is the first parties that he's talking about is Sony. But, you know, I'm not in I'm not there in the room, so I really don't know. Um, Kodiak Moonwolf says he wants to throw money at the screen. Shut up and take my money, please. That'd be so cool. Playing Final Fantasy 14 on the switch on the go. That would be fantastic. Would it, though? You know, I'm going to be the voice of dissension here. Not that I don't want the game to be on the Switch, because, you know, the more people that get to play in a really great MMO, the better. But would it really be that good on the Switch? I mean, I played... What was I playing the other day? I played a game the other day, 
and I was playing on my my mobile hotspot on my phone. And on that mobile hotspot, it was pretty laggy. And you know, MMOs, I guess they could be played with pretty pretty low speed. Uh, or not speed, but pretty low latent, pretty high latency, I guess is the word that I'm looking for. But would it be good to play that on the go? Like it, Final Fantasy 14 and MMOs in general, they tend not to be something where you sit down for 10 minutes and accomplish something. You instead sit down and you play for hours. At least that's how I always play MMOs. I always play them for a long period of time. It's never something where I sit down and play an MMO for 10 minutes at a time and or maybe even a half hour at a time. I, you usually can't accomplish very much in those games. Now, in Final Fantasy 14, you know, I never got very far. The, the game is definitely good uh, as far as MMOs go. It's it's fantastically designed. It, Yoshi P deserves all kind of credit because he rescued that game from the brink. The game was an absolute disaster. And he turned it around. Not only did he turn it around, but he he basically remade, him and his team, remade the entire game while supporting the previous game. And then in one fell swoop, they shut off the old one and turned on the new one. And they even included like story reasons as to why the old one went away and the new one came together. And if you're looking, there, I, I can't, I won't be able to find it for the show notes. Um, well, I'm sure that I could. But uh, I probably won't remember to. Um, but if you're looking for a very interesting uh, video about Final Fantasy XIV, search for The Fall and Rise of Final Fantasy XIV. It's a really fantastic uh, video, all about or a series of videos, actually, all about what happened to Square and how this game almost collapsed the entire their entire business. Uh, and then Yoshi P turn it around and save them. Um, yes, uh, Realm Reborn is is how they tied it into the story, and they did a great job. But I don't, you know, I'm I'm not gonna buy it again. I, or well, let's see, let me rephrase that. I would totally buy it again. I would buy the game all over again if my characters could just transfer to whatever system I happen to be playing it on. So. If I had it on the Switch and I sat down and I was playing and then I turned that off and I walked in and sat down on my PC and I logged in and it was the same characters that I was playing on the Switch and then I maybe I felt like playing on the couch on, on my big TV, I could play it on my PS4. If I could do that and have the same account across all platforms, you know, you might have me convinced there, but I don't think that's the way it is. I think that even though... I think your your account is a PC account or a PS4 account or a Switch account. I think that the the accounts are separate even though you're playing all on the same servers. I think you have to buy another license and even then I don't think your your game your like your character transfers from the PS4 to the PC. I could be wrong about that, but this isn't really a Final Fantasy 14 um show so i should probably shut up because this is supposed to be the lightning round for crying out loud all right um nine parchments demo is out i haven't had a chance to play it the game looks really cool somebody in the um in the discord said that they didn't like the controls but you know what you can download it for yourself and find out and then finally um i can't believe that i missed this but this is back on episode 111 because 112 was our 
our Thanksgiving special. Um, but uh, episode 111, I mentioned that Splatoon got an update. And I totally left out the, the, the most important piece of information about that Splatoon update is that you can change gear between matches now without leaving the match. That is huge. And that right there is one of the things that made me stop playing the game because it was really irritating to, I would, I would play a match and I would be like, Oh, you know what? Who would be really good against the, the enemy, the people who I'm playing against. Cause they're awesome with the, with this weapon or something. Uh, I would love to have the splat brella against this stuff. And I couldn't switch without leaving. And then I would come back and I wouldn't be with the same group anymore. Uh, it was really irritating so that they patched that in. I hope that they, make more changes. It's still a great game, but I do hope that there's some more changes. Uh, anyway, that's it for the lightning round. Um, what games are coming out soon? Let's find out. Well, excuse me, princess. Well, the new Nintendo 3DS XL Super NES edition is coming out on uh, November 27th. On November 28th, we've got Resident Evil Revelations Collection. That's one and two. If you buy the collection, you get both of them. Uh, although two is a download code, uh, only one is on the actual cartridge. So just keep that in mind. And that, my friends, is all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed or a topic that you would like discussed, please let me know. You can do so in all of the ways that I listed at the beginning of the show. If you're looking for ways to support the show, well, look no further than runjumpstomp.com support. There you'll find links to my wife's Etsy page, the Patreon, and also my Amazon affiliate link. And if you're going to be doing any holiday shopping this uh, this month and you're going to use Amazon, use that Amazon affiliate link. It is a huge, huge bonus for me because it doesn't cost you anything extra. Uh, your stuff still gets delivered uh, the same way that it, that it would any other way. And Amazon gives me a kickback for you using my link. So I'll make sure that that's in the show notes as well as just going on over to runjumpstomp.com slash support. Uh, thank you to Tom Winter and Noteblock for the music. I'm out of here, and I'll see you guys on Tuesday. Bye-bye. Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the publisher and distributor of the world's largest selection of digital audiobooks and spoken word content. Audible customers can listen anytime and anywhere to professionally narrated audiobooks across a wide range of genres, including bestsellers, new releases, sci-fi, romances, classics, and more. Get two free audiobooks to start. After 30 days, if you decide to cancel, you get to keep the books. If you decide to stay on, and you probably will, get one book every month for $14.95. In addition, you also get 30% off the price of additional audiobook purchases. Cancel anytime. Your books are yours to keep even if you cancel. You can sign up today for your free 30-day trial at runjumpstomp.com audible and directly support the show.